0: Before we get to the episode, if you're listening to us, you're likely interested in Israel with hopes of traveling here soon. Well, lucky for you, we've got the scoop on Masah Israel journey with an amazing range of life-changing opportunities in Israel. Masah has so many different programs. They got gap years, academics, internships, volunteering, and even career programs, uh, Masat really is the way to go. The pandemic didn't stop them either. Promoting options to study remotely while living in Israel. There's no need to be fluent in Hebrew or break your bank account. They even supply partial funding. So you can make a positive impact on the world, and you can fuel your passion, and you can make your travel dreams a reality. So go to masaisrael.org, find out more. Check them out. I really, really recommend it. I was uh, on a massage program. Totally worth it. Israel is currently in the midst of a deadly Palestinian terror wave, the likes of which we haven't seen for years. 14 lives of innocent civilians have already been lost in four terror attacks, all in less than a month. In the meantime, merely 10 months after Bennett's government came to be, its foundations are already crumbling. A few days ago, Bennett lost his coalition's majority in the Israeli Parliament, the Knesset, when his head of coalition and a member of his party, M.K. Edit Silman, announced that she can no longer be part of the coalition for ideological reasons. Indeed, Bennett betrayed his voters when he formed a coalition with Mansour Abbas's Ra'am party, an Arab party that some say is a sister to the Muslim Brotherhood Organization, and now... When he lost his majority in the Knesset, some journalists claim that Bennett and his political ally Yair Lapid are relying on the Arab Joint List to save them from new elections. The Arab Joint List's members have a long record of statements and actions in support of terrorists. All that puts Israel and Israelis in turmoil, as many Israelis can't help but wonder when and where will the next terror attack be. We thought it might be insightful to talk to someone who unfortunately knows the grief personally. Yossi Tzul is the father of Asaf Tzul, who was murdered in 2003 in the horrific terror attack on city bus 37 in Haifa in 2003. Since then, Yossi devotes his life to fighting terrorists and terror supporters. We're honored to have Yossi on the show with us today to talk about his son and to hear the perspective of a bereaved father on what our country is going through. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, so we have your son's photo here uh, with guy. us and right on your shirt as well. Yeah. Um, so this was a long time ago, but it obviously... He didn't it obviously get the hair is... from you, obviously.
1: <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs>
0: it obviously is with you till today um every day i'm assuming
1: well every minute mm. not every day um i'm 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 always saying that uh, since the uh, second that uh, that uh, terrorist exploded on the bus and killed asaf uh since that second it became uh, my task in life asaf was almost 17 he was uh, in the 11th grade uh, coming back from school, and he had all his life uh, ahead of him. He was uh, uh, he was supposed to finish school. He was supposed to uh, go and do his, uh, his his service in the army. He was supposed to go and travel. He was supposed to go and learn. He was supposed to build up a family. His life was was all ahead of him. And since that second that he uh, died on the bus, it became. Uh, my task in life to uh, to continue to to uh, introduce him to the world to to bring his uh, picture his uh, uh, personality to to make everybody knows that he existed and uh, i'm willing to go from uh, place to place and uh, talk about him and introduce him and uh, that's all the uh, commemoration uh, projects that i'm doing in his memory I uh, it exactly for that reason. I want people to see his uh, picture, his face. I want people to know about him, to hear about him, and uh, and um, I know that people that eventually hear about him uh, also uh, remember him, and and that's my that's my goal in life. So, yeah, he is me. He is with me every every second, uh, uh, and and uh, I'm I'm willing to take it on and on and on and. Uh, there's no group small enough or place uh, small enough to, to talk about him and to uh, remind people who he was. That's also uh, why I'm going with the T-shirt and his uh, mm-hmm. picture. Um, I'm, I'm, I threw out all my uh, shirts at some point and made uh, T-shirts with his picture and I'm going with them. Work, uh, private every occasion. Every day. Really, every wow. day and everywhere, well. whether I'm at work or whether I'm uh, doing private things, he's always uh, on me and with me.
0: And there, there, it's a, it's like a beautiful. Is it, is it a filter of a photo, or is it like a painted image? Is it a photo that's taken and made into a painting, or is it a an actual painting?
1: It's a, it's an actual painting. Oh. Um. One of the. Uh, well, I, I, I had. Uh, I did a few commemoration projects uh, and and they are uh, constructed layer on layer on layer based. I mean, I, I I just decided I'm doing something and then I wanted to continue it. And then so that's that's the uh, the third layer or the third stage of the project. Um, my first one was um, the stones project. Um, there is an old uh, Jewish habit that if you go to visit someone in the cemetery, you lay a small stone on his... Uh, Grave on mm-hmm. his tombstone, and it goes back to uh, old times when uh, graves was just a pile of stones, and not like uh, we do today as marble. And and it has a lot of origins. I'm I'm not sure uh, anyone knows exactly where it come from. But I I used to uh, go a lot uh, abroad on uh, business, and and whenever I would come back, I would bring a stone with me, and 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 I would put it on Asaf's grave. And then one day I decided, I said, why am I doing that alone? And I uh, sent out emails and publications and, and I just spammed the, the, the internet with a, with a pamphlet saying, my name is Asaf, I uh, was killed in a terror attack. I was uh, supposed to uh, be released from the army at the age of 21 and to go and travel the world. Since I cannot do that, Please send me a stone from wherever you are, uh, so so I can uh, experience those places. Mm. And and I was skeptic because you know you get a lot of spam. You you, you do a lot of uh, of things which are you know no one uh, even uh, uh, looks at. And uh, took about two two and a half weeks, and it started to pour it was it was amazing i mean i'm i'm it's a, it's a, it's a wonder i'm not divorced by now because the the whole uh, the whole uh, house was filled with packages small boxes envelopes whatever and and we got so many and it was so important for me to open each one it it, it was a holy uh, task for me and to and and people did not only send stones they 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 put in uh, pages of text from personal story that stories that happened to them and it was so moving to 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 read those things i mean one girl told me that she had a good friend who died and they didn't manage to do the trip together but she went she did the trip and she brought back two stones one she put on her girlfriend's grave and when she read my letter she sent me the other one wow. i got i got uh, stones from every famous place on the earth guys who went to the Berlin Wall and, and and with hammers to take down pieces of it, they sent to me a small piece. I got like thousands of stones from about 75 countries, every famous site. One of the most stones which I'm most proud of is the stone that I got from out of space. I got uh, a small box with uh, chips of, uh, of, uh, of a stone that I got from a retired engineer from NASA who uh, who was uh, uh, doing some uh, experiments and explorations with a meteorite that fell in Mexico in the 70s. It was quite famous. And after he retired, he had in his drawer a small box with a few chips of that uh, meteorite that fell on earth. And he said, when I read your message, I decided to send it to you. So I took that and, and put it. And if you look now on a soft tombstone in the cemetery in Haifa, there is a, um I took a, a big uh, plant pot which which is really big and I put all those stones inside and and they are there near his uh, grave which which personally for me was a big success to to bring a piece of the world to to him because he couldn't go and 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 see the world himself and it was a huge Effort and a huge project, and I so appreciate the people because if you want to send me a stone from Australia, it's not for free. You have to go to the post, you have to pay mm. money, you have to put a stamp on it. But people sent stones with with heartfelting uh, uh, heartfelting stories, and it was so emotional, so so exciting to get those and to read those, and and that was an amazing uh, project. And, and the painting, the painting. Okay, so. After I brought a piece of the world to Asaf, I then decided to send them out and ask people to uh, send me photos from where they go instead of stones. But it was a success as well. I got thousands of uh, pictures that people took from all around the world. And then after I finished that photo uh, uh, campaign I, I went into a stage where I said, you know, when you have a kid who is 17 years old, and that was a couple of years ago, and you see your other children, I have three more sons, uh, I see your, your kids are changing, are, are, uh, you, you see new things in them, you see they are evolving, they are changing. And with Asaf, it was always the same uh, photos and same uh, clips that we had from when he was 17. Um, and And I was looking for something else. I was looking for something that will give me new things about Asaf. And I went to to this guy. It was the first one. And I said, can you draw him? This is his photo. Now, I don't know what you see in him. I don't know what you think about him. Draw him. And... I immediately saw that everyone sees something else in the photo and and he's doing the painting in a different way. And then after a couple of paintings, I said to the people, try to make him older in the the painting. This is his photo. Okay, good. Now try to make him older. And everyone took an angle. Everyone took another uh, position and everyone uh, did something different. This one example is a, is a is a nice lady from California who read his website and knew that he was uh that uh, his hobby was surfing wave surfing so she decided to 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 give him something which will make him more of a surfer like with the hair with the colors with with and and she sent me those um some other people just made him a little bit uh, older and then it was. Uh, uh, it got to be uh, an article in the uh, newspaper. And uh, for that article specifically, the uh, newspaper took an artist and told him, look, make him 35. And in
2: the age he was supposed to be.
1: In the age he was supposed to be at that time, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm choking because you, you, you take two pictures, you know, a 17-year-old kid in a 35 year old man and 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 you look at, at them and i mean on one hand it's so filling, you know to see him at 35 years old on the other hand you know it's it's just an image it's just a painting it's just something that that won't happen it's something that is totally imaginary and but yet I couldn't uh, I mean I couldn't I couldn't uh, not do it and 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 it was it was an amazing uh, thing and I have in my uh, house I have a lot of uh, pictures and paintings some of them are not even real paintings they are like cartoons guys who do cartoons in the newspaper and I told him mm. you do cartoon give me a cartoon let's do mm. a cartoon and and everything I got i saw something new in it i saw something you know changed in it i saw something and it was it was really something that that i could as close as i could get to really you know raising a kid and see things sort of evolving and changing
0: it's kind of like they're each a representation of the possibility of what could have been maybe in a certain way because you know when when life gets cut off so suddenly, I mean, the future is like you said. It's a, I mean, it's completely open. It could be anything. So yeah. he, maybe these are all of the different paths that uh, Asaf could have taken. It's it's crazy to think, but he he was a, maybe what a little older than us, like two yeah. three years older. He would have been yeah. thirty six today.
1: Yes, and it, that's the point
2: year. about living here. I guess is that the randomness. You know, it could have been us. And maybe, it, it, and it, uh, it would. God forbid. But God yeah. forbid. But it may be. N- not. I don't know if us, but someone we know. I mean, I know someone who was almost destined to be murdered a few days ago in, in Dizengoff. Right. So this is the life here. Right. It's it's all a big. I, I don't know. Crazy. It's, it's
1: exactly. It's exactly like you describe it. I can tell you that. Um, on that bus, bus um, city bus thirty seven, um, on that day um, seventeen people were killed, were murdered by a suicide bomber who, who went on the bus, and through the years we got to learn more and more stories, and more of, and more families, and I can tell you, I can tell you a soft story. He he came out from school with his girlfriend and three other people, two two, uh, girls and and one boy. And the other boy, he came to the bus, he stepped into the bus, and then he saw someone who he fought with the other day. And he said, guys, I'm I'm waiting for the other bus. I don't want to, uh, to see him or encounter him today. And uh, when they got uh, after a couple of uh, bus stations, uh, the three girls told the staff, "Let's go down and have uh, some uh, lunch or something here." And the staff said, "No, no, I'm tired. I'm going home. You go and have some lunch. I'm. Uh, I'll see you later." And those three girls, seventeen-year-old girls, they stepped off the bus, they crossed the street, and they heard the bombing, and they heard the ambulances running, and they heard everything. And and I'm I'm. Just the other day I was I was waiting near my grandson's school and it was really like a couple of weeks ago and I meet a uh, uh, someone and she tells me hey your shirt it's uh, it's uh, a saf and I say yes and she said you know I was on that bus and I tell her okay and he said I had to meet the family somewhere and I went on the bus and my father called me and he said, look, I am I'm, I'm just missed you by two, two seconds. Get off the bus and join me in the car and we'll go together. And she said, but I paid for the bus already. So meet me there. Don't uh, bother. And, she, and he told her, no way. You get off from the bus now in the next station and I will pick you up. And she went off the bus and he picked her up. And I was able to talk to her a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, if you, try, if you start to look at the uh, stories each one of the people that was on the bus, he wasn't supposed to be there. And if you look on those miracles of people who were saved just because they accidentally stepped off the bus or went off the bus, then, I mean, it's it's like you said, it's so random. You cannot know. I mean, you, you, you are walking the street. You don't know where it will it will fall on you. And, and I mean, this is kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe the fate that we are that we are living with in, uh, in Israel today. So, Cursed yeah. with, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, uh, like uh, a friend of mine from abroad told me the other day, like, you know, some, some questions we barely stop to think about, but how can you live like that? You know, how can, can we live like that, with that burden of existence?
1: I, I must tell you, on one side, it's hard. It's not understandable. On the other hand, um, think about car accidents, which exist all over the world, and and I mean in many many uh, countries where you have like drunk drivers, and you go out to the street and 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 you get hit by something. So here it's like it's emphasized because because we are we are. Uh, we are so minded to it we we are you know we we don't want to accept it you know because because it's 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 on top of everything else and we know that those victims can be saved those victims are not you know uh, a destiny like if you say that you have a country with so many cars then statistically you cannot avoid less than so many uh, hits or accidents every year but with terrorism the, the, the thing that really makes makes me angry about it is that you can fight it and you can and you can do things about it and and we are not doing enough in order to to do that i mean the the the, the most uh, one of the most things that made me angry after unfortunately after asaf died is 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 exactly the same thing which is being talked today in the uh, in the news you know the security fence because after we learned about the attack, we learned the suicide bomber itself. He it was he was a twenty one year old uh, polytechnicum student from Hebron, and he came to the village of Abudis, which is uh, just near Jerusalem or or, or uh, touching Jerusalem. And in the morning, he crossed the gap between Abudis and Jerusalem, was picked up on a truck and brought to Haifa.
2: At Abu Dis, excuse me for my ing- ignorance, but is it East Jerusalem as we yes, call it? Yes. Yes. So he he he, it's, he had like what they call a certificate. No of no no, uh, no no no.
1: He was from Hebron. Ah, he was from, from Hebron. Hebron. Okay. And How did he get
2: from Hebron to Abu Dis?
1: From Hebron to Abu, it's Abu Dis, not it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And indeed, when he came into Jerusalem, the guy who picked him up in the truck and drove him to Haifa, he was. From East Jerusalem with a blue ID card, what we call a blue ID card from East Jerusalem, which allows him mm-hmm. to move freely in They're Israel. Not so he smuggled
0: he smuggled him in, like he, in the in the back of the truck or something. Like at no, the border, no, 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 they didn't no, see him. No,
1: no. The, the The terrorist walked from Abu Dis mm. into a junction in Jerusalem, and there he was picked up by the driver with the truck. This was one of the reasons that we started to shout, "Why aren't you building the security fence so terrorists cannot walk from Abu Dis to Jerusalem, or from anywhere to 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 other place?" And we joined a movement that was led by a, by the retired general Uzi Dayan, who was uh, who was the um, uh, not the chief of staff, but his his deputy deputy chief of staff, and and he built up a uh, movement to, to build a security fence. And we build a security fence. But what happened to it? I mean, how come that now, 19, 19 years after the attack in 2003 and after the, the security fence was built, two of those four attacks that you talked about in the beginning was were done by by guys who came from uh, Janine or from other place who not only walked through the fence, they drove a car through the fence. Meaning that the the the, the fence who who cost us taxpayers in Israel billions of of shekels, basically today doesn't exist. And a terrorist from Jenin who wants to come to Tel Aviv, no problem. He gets in the, in a the car. He drives to a place where there is a gap in the fence, and he drives in. So. This is this is not fighting terrorism. If the same problem that we had back in 2001, 2002, 2000, 2003 exists today, 20 years ago, we are doing something wrong. We are not fighting terrorism. We are fooling ourselves. We so, are lying ourselves.
2: So you think we should build a huge wall, uh, like we did in uh, with with Egypt, let's say, because you cannot compare the the wall we built. With the territories in two thousand and three, with the one we built with Egypt, right? The one with Egypt is just—it's—it's it's enormous. It's way more serious. So let's say we build something like that, and and what do we do with the with the Gush Etzion, with all the settlements? Like, we leave them on the other side of the wall, or, or do we build a wall beyond the settlements, or? How well, do you solve uh, this problem?
1: I have a déjà vu to 2003, 2004. Yeah, the but, same uh, discussions, huh? Same discussion. First of all, I resent the term "wall." Okay. The uh, the the length of the security fence from the north to the south was around 300, 350 kilometers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Out of which, only about seven to eight percent was wall. And the rest of it was fence, chicken wire fence, which is the w- problem, which which with, what led us to yeah. But it was it was it was built with electronical measures, and it was supposed to be with a force uh, like the border control that was supposed to patrol on the fence. Mm-hmm. And every time they took a little bit of money from that budget to put it somewhere else, until not the the force that was supposed to be there took to be somewhere else. And the, the, the destruction of the fence was never fixed because there was no budget. And, and
2: it's hard for the military to protect with, with soldiers uh, 300, 400 kilometer and, that's, and patrol. And that's, yeah.
1: that's one of the reasons that I told you earlier, I got, I got angry because I know for a fact that inside discussions of the uh, security system in Israel, Those who make the decisions, decision makers, it was said that Israel can contain 300 killed people per year. Now, when it comes. What years are
2: we talking about? 2001,
1: 2002. Around that time. Barak or Sharon era. No, Sharon era. That -hmm. was the time where where the system fought against building the fence. And we fought for it because, I mean, the system thought that it will make the fence the border and they and they didn't want to to they didn't want to make the the. Um, defense because they said that will set a border that will cannot that we cannot go back from and this is why you you asked earlier what about Gush Etzion what about this what about that the 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 defense was built in a way that it will exclude maximum Palestinian uh, uh, villages and, and and towns and whatever and we live in the maximum number of Jewish settlements but it wasn't meant to be a border, it wasn't meant, it was a security fence mm-hmm. and it was a fence and it was meant to be a fence and everywhere it was said that when when, when a settlement between Palestinians and Israel will uh, be, be done the fence will be uh, destroyed and the border will be wherever they will agree about the border but the fence with Egypt, which you have discussed, is a good proof that we can do it if we want to, For but sure. The problem is that in the uh, Judea and Samaria, we don't want to, because we want to allow uh, workers to come in, and we want to allow them legally. I'm, I'm not illegally. saying illegally. of illegally. course illegally, yeah. but Just but to, uh, to make it clear. But if if you want the housing prices to go down in Israel, you need you need workers to build the houses. If you don't, I
2: hear China has a billion of them.
1: Well, that's a different uh, discussion yeah. and a different uh, podcast. But I, I'm, I mean, it's, it's not a simple thing. But eventually, what I'm trying to say, when I hear someone in the security system says the Israeli society can contain 300 killed people per year, I'm blowing up because there is no price on earth for my son. There is no price for it. And when you're starting to, to put prices on people, when you're starting to put uh, all kinds of definitions and say, it's okay, it's okay, no problem. If they kill only two here and two there, we will not respond. If they do this, we will not do that. And this is how we got to, 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 uh, to where we are today. The, this word in Hebrew, contain, containment, is, is the mother of all evils. It's true for Hamas in Gaza. If they will shoot a rocket and it will fall in an open space and nothing will happen, then okay, we can contain it. But if it will fall into a, con- a kindergarten and will kill a few kids, then it will be a, be a war. And and what we did. If it falls in
2: Ashkelon, it's okay. If it falls in Tel Aviv, that's a war.
1: That's also something that <laughs> I heard that uh, that uh, when 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 it was in Nebrak. Uh, yeah. the, the the policemen you know they they only brought a few policemen when it was in tel aviv the whole army was yeah, there yeah, yeah. so i i don't want to go there but all i'm saying is if you want to fight terrorism then fight terrorism if you don't want to fight terrorism let's close the the country and go so uh, let's and close go the home.
2: country because they don't want but
0: to. but what i want to know is is it there has been a severe drop in the amount of of uh casualties as a cause of terrorism in the last, you know, twenty years since Asaf's murder, do you not see that as some level of success? I mean, it, it, especially in the last decade, as while, while Benjamin Netanyahu was prime minister, I mean, there was right. I mean, relative again. Relative con- in two thousand sixteen. I don't think attacks. anybody. I don't think anybody should describe it as within the limits that we're willing to accept. We should accept zero. But, if we look at the numbers, we can say that we have done a something trend. right. No, or is that not is that not a uh,
1: safe? I, I mean it 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 looks like it, but I don't think it is uh, statistically it's true. Um, the thing is, and again, we are doing it by ourselves is that when you don't have terrorism from Judea and Sumerian, then you have Hamas firing rockets, and you have like an operation. Every two three years, but when Hamas they now are building and they want to improve the situation in Gaza, they say okay we are not firing from here, but let's uh, let's incite a little bit in Judea and Samaria and let's have the terror the terror come from there. So I think that if you look throughout the the, the period, I mean I, I I I issued a post on Facebook uh, this week because I saw all the all the posts that uh, that are coming for, uh, you know, a hit in Tel Aviv, an attack in Tel Aviv, an attack in Tel Aviv, it's so... Guys, in 2016, a guy came into a, a bar in uh, Tel Aviv. He killed Alon uh, uh, Bakal and, and uh, uh, Shimon Ruimi, He then ran away. He took a cab. He killed the driver. And he was caught a week later in in Vadiala. The, the The terror attacks never stop, the motivation definitely didn't stop, and the fact that we are not controlling it, but Hamas from Gaza is controlling it, or all, all the, the imams in, in, the, in the Temple Mount uh, and the incitement is, is, uh, is uh, controlling it, Th- this is our main problem. We are not in control of the war against terrorism and we are but, not but
0: absolute control, I mean it's like they say perfection is the uh, is the enemy of uh, of good right or good enough I mean absolute uh, success right mission accomplished Dropping is not points. necessarily the, no even that I don't think that would be absolute success cuz you'd start world war 3 and probably by the end yeah, of it I don't know if we'd be the here
2: only idea, the but you the that's the only, like that's But what absolute, I'm saying is absolute success is probably
0: impossible so given that are we i mean right we have to ask what is the best chances of the best success possible are we not i mean speaking of the last 10 years we've had and again not to diminish any value of life but we've had probably in the last 10 years what 100 200 deaths from if from you don't count rockets no from rockets and from terrorism and from in the past decade, whereas in the years that Asaf was yeah, murdered, in
2: there was what, I think that you had 500 in, in a year or Definitely,
1: like definitely the period of what, we sc- what is called the second intifada in the years 2000 to 2000, let's say 5, 6, 7, uh, it, was, it was a big uh, increase in the number of uh, deaths. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is you, you are looking at the results and i think that looking at the results is is not doing good to the war on terrorism because this is exactly our problem if we have a year with i don't know 2 3 people killed then okay, we are good, so let's take the budget from here and put it in in here, and let's take the budget from here and put it there. And eventually, the war on terrorism decreases. And and I'm saying we have some root cause problems in Israel that are not being treated. Look, basically, back in the 70s, there was some... uh, location who wasn't known to to everybody. I know few people known about it. This was the the terrorist cemetery uh, in some area where they, they have buried terrorists in unmarked graves. And that was one of the factors that we know helped to prevent more terror because the families and the terrorists themselves, they knew that they are going to be buried somewhere unknown to anyone and their families will stay with with the doubts and and will not know where they are buried for. What happens today? A guy comes with a knife to Jerusalem, kills someone, being shot by the police, and two days later the family gets his uh, body back to bury and it becomes a big celebration. He's a hero, he's a shaheed and the whole village comes and two thousand people comes and all those young people who saw, who, who see the, the honor that he is getting and respect that he is getting are, are, are motivated to do more terrorism. Back uh, uh, in, in the years and, and the security system knows it and they all recommend it Destroying the the terrorist house immediately was one of the most deterring uh, measures that Israel could do. Look at it today. The Supreme Court, the the, the Bagatz, is is stopping everything that the army is trying to do. And we got to a situation where not the army, not the chief of staff, not the prime minister is running the country, but a couple of judges in the Supreme Court. They are running the country. And I can give you, uh, I mean... I can give you a lot of of items uh, that each and every one of them will contribute a little bit to the the war on terrorism. But when you don't do any of those, I mean, look at the conditions that terrorists are are being held in the Israeli prisons. Five-star hotels... They are managing themselves. They are getting special foods. They are degrees. getting visits. They are getting. They education. can have sex,
2: right? Hmm? They can have sex with their spouses. It's, it's a a,
1: visits. There, there Conjugal condi- visits. There are conditions to it. One of the phenomena that increased a lot was they are smuggling sperm from the uh, right. from the jail, and you can see most of the, the biggest terrorists have children when 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 you look backwards you see they didn't mean the, they didn't mean the, 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 yeah, their their yeah, wives yeah. or spouses but they have children and and amazing and in 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 big pressure of of us the bereaved families and the politicians Israel passed a law uh, to to take off the 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 amount of money that the the Palestinian authority is paying to the terrorists from the money that Israel is giving to the palestinian authority
2: we have to explain this the pa our friends our allies for peace our partners air quotes uh they uh mahmoud abbas basically they pay the families of each uh terrorist so monthly stipend a monthly yeah a monthly sum
1: uh which depends yeah on the success the, of the on the amount of years that he is uh, being put in jail. Now the amount of years that he is being put in jail is directly mm-hmm. related to the crime or to the terror attack that he and did. If he
2: died during the the terror they attack. Still, they still get they money. They pay a lot of money, I presume. So look,
1: a terrorist that goes into 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 prison that is being caught and goes into prison, he gets a monthly salary which the family gets, it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. especially if you compare it to the, um, to the average level of salary in the Palestinian Authority. Mm-hmm. When he gets out from jail, and unfortunately, a lot of them are getting out of jail in all kinds of deals, like the Shalit deal, for example. They are getting a special amount of uh, one-time amount for, for, for uh, tens of thousands. Severance package. Something like that. <laughs> and... They are entitled to a job in the PA in, in levels, again, depending on, on what they did, in colonial level, general level, whatever what, what, level. What, yeah. And, and, I mean, if you, look, if you look at the list of benefits that they get from the, from the PA, it's... it's despicable. It's, what,
0: what do you suggest we do? Do you think that we should just eliminate these benefits or should there be even harsher punishments for these types of terrorists?
1: I suggest that we start with something, because right now, I mean, there was, there was like two weeks ago, there was an attack in Bnei Brak, and they said that the guy came through the fence, and they sent, I don't know how many soldiers, they said, now we are closing the fence with soldiers until we will fix the fence, and and then two weeks later, the guy came through the fence and goes to Tel Aviv, so... My feeling is that we are talking a lot and doing very little, and we need to decide that we are going to start to fight terrorism wherever it is
2: do you think the i d f is deterred from uh doing what has to be done
1: it's a it's a it's a, look in israel the i d f well some people say that uh Israel is is, uh, is not a country that has an army, but an army that has a country. So, but it's not true. The IDF can do everything, given that he will get the order to do it. And I think that politicians are a bunch of cowards that do not want to go and do what needs to be done.
2: But we, we saw that in reality, time and time again, first of all, we see that almost all generals coming out from the IDF and going to either politics or, uh, you know, doing some, I don't know, public, uh, I don't know, research or whatever, going to talk in talk shows, etc. We see that almost all of them come out with a very lefty, right, points of view. And turns out in in the IDF, it's it's. Basically they all not become just the IDF. Yeah, so the Mossad, apparatus. the the Shabak the Shabak not necessarily yeah. though. But but the IDF specifically, all the ex IDF chief chief of staffs became almost all of them became heads of leftist parties. So so and then you see you look back and you see that in reality, like you know you know in the operations in Gaza, you see that when Gantz was the chief of the IDF uh, he really did not want. So, so it's not only p- in the end the politician thinks about the the committee that will judge him. Here in Israel, we had some famous committees mm-hmm. after wars, right? It's called a committee, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a in commission, khairan. investigation in the, committee. Yeah, committee. commission. Yeah. Um, and and so the politician thinks about it, right? So when the chief of IDF, he goes to the chief of IDF and tell, okay, we want to go into Jenin now and just let's just. F them up, okay? And the, and the chief of IDF tells him, you cannot do that. This, this will cause a great uh, uproar of violence. And I, I can't, you know, in, when, when they investigate you, I will say that I was against it. Right? So it's not fair, I feel, to blame only the politician, or am I wrong?
1: Well, the, it's it's a question of the chicken and the egg. Because... There is the end result is, is very much like you describe it. But the question is, is the army and the politics, uh, uh, the politics system are advancing only those which they think will suit their views and will do what they want them to do and not advancing those who are problematics? And we have a few examples of those uh, in the the years uh, that we saw. That people who were just a little bit more right-wing, they were thrown out of the army. I don't want to say even Ariel Sharon, but also Ariel Sharon. Mm -hmm. Ariel Sharon did not become the chief of staff of the IDF because his views did not suit the government at that time, and and this is the chicken and the. He egg. was
2: also banned later from being the minister of security. Yeah, people don't remember, but he was actually banned.
1: He was he was not banned. He was uh, he was uh, he was forced to resign from the minister of defense, and and uh, but but the the committee did not say anything about the future, and then he became the prime minister, but I think we have this is this is this is also a problem. That, that we have, that if you look on the IDF today, you will see in the, what we call, I don't know how do you say it in the army, but it's mid, middle management, okay? In middle management, most of the officers of the Israeli army today comes from the right-wing sector. I don't want to say settlers, but from the right-wing settlers. But when you look upper, from, from, I don't know, colonel and above, you don't see them there. They are somehow vanishing, and and there was a lot of things about the Waxner Foundation that uh, that is is educating those uh, uh, soldiers. Look, I'm I'm again I'm not saying to 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 uh, to go and kill everybody. I don't I don't suggest any any uh, drastic measures. But I'm saying when you want to fight terrorism, you need to fight terrorism. You cannot do it with your uh, hand tied behind your back and you cannot do it by by saying yes but but let's contain it let's not respond now we'll respond at the time and the place that will decide to respond we'll do it like that we will don't do, i mean this is just driving the other side to more and more and more and and people are killed eventually
0: Do do you think that so do you think that we are in a better state is it fair to say that we're in a better state when we have a government that's led by um, very hard conservatives, meaning that's led by right wing or and, and, and a coalition that's made up of right wing and maybe even far right wing politicians rather than a government that's in the, the center? I mean, definitely rather than a government that's in the far left, but rather than a government that's built from center parties and even leaning on an Arab... Party. it's a
1: hard question because the, la- the last time that we uh, that we brought up uh, Begin to the uh, to be the prime minister the first thing he did was to return all sinai and make the peace accord with egypt so on one hand we are saying only the right-wing parties and the governments they can do peace with the uh with the arabs uh, because i mean their followers will not uh, throw them away uh, or, or overthrow the government, and and when there is a left uh, uh, government in in power, they don't have the power to do what uh, a right uh, government can do. But I mean, it's a it's a it's a again, it's a hard it's a hard question. And again, I'm saying, I'm not talking about uh, um, about strategical measures or strategical uh, um, war. I'm talking about tactics. I mean, just today. This morning, in the government meeting that was held in Jerusalem, they decided. And I'm careful with the words. They said to explore the possibility, <laughs> to take uh, to 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 take uh, uh, terrorists and fa- and terrorist families citizenship. Um. Uh, and and I. Not
2: citizenship that. It's not even the citizenship yeah, they it's want it's to take the benefits rights,
1: social benefits yes social benefits but
2: this is specifically because we had two kinds of terrorists lately we had those who live in the territories just to our most of our audience is in america maybe they're not familiar with those details some of some of the the, the, ter- the terrorists in recent attacks were from Judea and Samaria, so they're Palestinians or whatever we want to call them, without uh, citizenship, call it
0: Israeli citizenship, and, and
2: some were Israeli citizens, equal like you, me, everyone, uh, were not occupied in any way, and yet they they did some terror attack, and they those Israeli citizens are eligible, like their families, are eligible for s- social uh, benefits,
0: welfare,
1: welfare. So so. And and again my main point when I raise this issue is the government did not make a decision to remove those benefits today, yesterday. Yep. They they gave out something so vague to explore the possibilities or to to see what are the ways to do because
0: But do you not I think it's I mean, did we experience in the past terrorists from within Israel? Yes. How often? Yeah. and we, from and I, mean, I, I you, don't I don't remember ha- that there were two ha- consecutive attacks you, by Israeli Arabs. Yeah, no, you had
1: you had here a few weeks ago a good friend of mine, Utal Tamam. Mm-hmm. Her uncle, Moshe Tamam, was a soldier in the Israeli army. He was kidnapped by a group of five that came from yeah. Wadi Ara, And they all are Israeli citizens. Mm -hmm. One of them, one of them was released a a year ago or something like that. Not in a deal. Not in a deal. Just because
2: time...
0: What I'm saying is in a lot. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, he was released. And I can tell you who is to blame. Because President Shimon Peres, usually when a terrorist is being sentenced to life in prison and it's because of terrorism, and because of killing Israelis, and because killing of an Israeli soldier, that life sentence, no one will set it to a a certain amount of years. What Shimon Peres did at some time, just, again, politics was involved. He decided to set those uh, Israeli citizens to... 40 years, 35 years, 38 years and and he set those uh, times without asking the family, without notifying the families, without letting everybody know. And suddenly we got to be 40 years after that uh, terror attack and and the guy went home and now he is married and now he lives like I don't know 20 kilometers from the family that he that he hurt and and we had it starting from the 90s. I mean, I personally know because there was a... a It was
2: actually the 80s, I think, even. Late 80s. It
1: was 84 or something. Right. 84s. But I I remember there was a guy, a a 15 or 16 years old boy, Danny Katz, who lived in Haifa in the Denia neighborhood, and he went from his house to another friend's house in a truck with uh, uh, Israeli Arabs who worked there in one of the buildings. They kidnapped him and they killed him and they found him in some, in some Not to mention a year ago, yeah. a year but
2: ago in the May events yeah but i'm I'm doing hand motions on you yeah but i think uh, in the may events most of uh,
0: many of them were Israeli Arabs. but i think most of the terrorist attacks especially those that resulted in death and certainly those in the last 10 years have been conducted by palestinian arabs from the territories that are not Israeli citizens and what i'm saying is and this isn't necessarily true that i wonder if in the last 10 years when benjamin netanyahu was prime minister if we had two attacks like this and the issue arose if it wouldn't have been more likely, and generally speaking, if it is not more likely that a government that doesn't include an Arab party and that rests on, you know, uh, four, four uh, Arab anti-Zionist uh, uh, Arab members of, of parliament and left wing and far left wing parties, wouldn't a government that rests on right wing be far more likely to pass that kind of legislation and say, okay, you know what, guys? We're stopping to pay so- social welfare benefits to these people?
1: If you apply pure logic and common sense, the answer should be yes. But we saw that with with Benjamin Netanyahu as prime minister, starting from where his problem started to be, he stopped any attempt to change the structure of the Supreme Court. He stopped any uh, attempt to, to to do things which could have fought terrorism battle, and I can tell you because I was involved in a in a, in, in a few of those. I I mean it, the attack that killed the in Haifa. I told you earlier the terrorists came from Abu Dis. A guy with a blue ID card took him with a truck to Haifa. That was a, a crime family because. The driver was one brother. In Haifa, we had two others. Those two others lived in Haifa more than 10 years. No reason to do terrorism. But the motives were just religious motives, because they were fanatics, uh, Islamists. And those two, one of them was a minor. So, so he, got, he was sentenced to 8 years. He finished his uh, time and he went out. The other one was sentenced to 20 years. And the other guy is going to be released in in eight months, March two thousand and twenty-three, because he was sentenced to twenty years on on, on uh, two thousand and three.
2: Are you for for the death uh, penalty for terrorists?
1: It's a big question. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm. It's a it's a, it's a. I don't want to answer it like that. I'm. I think that in some cases, where the crimes are especially. Highness, you know, when, when, like, the murder of the uh, Fogel families in Itamal, where, where they killed the father, the mother, uh, three children, one of them was a few months old, I mean, there, I, I think there is a good, uh, 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 there is a good point in in sentencing them to death, and then, to have the whole world crawl here and ask us to change it to life uh, sentence in in prison, I think there are there are kind of 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 uh, considerations that we need to think about uh, in 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 doing that, whether we can benefit from it or not. But again, it's 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 too big question. I won't I won't tell you yes or no, you know, just like that. But but all I'm saying is that that. Uh, even even with with uh, I mean with um, with Netanyahu in back in 2013, uh, Obama and Kerry they uh, came and they pressured Israel to go into uh, discussions with the Palestinians with Abu Mazin, and they had to offer a bribe in order for the Palestinians to come to the talks, and Netanyahu instead of. Uh, you know, freezing the, the settlements, he decided to release terrorists because political considerations. So all I'm saying is it was decided to release some hundred and something terrorists in four uh, in four batches. And and they released the first, the second, the third. When the fourth came, they saw that all the, the, the terrorists there are Israeli citizens, blue ID cards. And then Bennett and his, uh, his party stood uh, and said, we are not agreeing to that. We'll break the, fam- the, the, the government. So, I mean, the issue of Isra- of Israeli citizens and the issue of how we handle it and how we are fighting it is is totally neglected. But let's this go time.
2: back to this government. I feel like we're beating around the bush and I don't want to make your life easy about, about that. So, so I'll, I'll ask you simply. First of all, did, would you say, w- were you supporting uh because there were many families, grieving families like the Chajaj family, who advocated for Bennett mm-hmm. and Sheked in mm-hmm. the in in the last election, and at least, and maybe those before. Did you take part in such? Like, did did you, or you don't wanna? Like, no, I'm, a-
1: I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm. Uh, um, the Khadjaj family and and some others like Dvola Gonen from Lode, who lost her son. Well, so Tal who was and here. She was also advocating they, they, for. They 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 um, they made a, a group called the uh, uh, Choose Life Forum, and uh, they are very very much active. I I joined them. Mm-hmm. I became a member of it and part of it. Um,
2: Did you support Bennett? In, in,
1: I support I support Bennett. Yes, I support Bennett. I supported him then, and I support him now. But okay. uh, but again, they they uh, from their they, they feel betrayed. Po- they feel betrayed because uh, of the fact that they uh, they don't want to see Abbas and the Muslim Brotherhood in the in the government.
2: Okay, and how do you feel about that? I
1: don't how want do to. See? I don't want to see Bibi in the government. Okay, I, want, I don't want to see Bibi in the politics. I don't want to see Bibi at all.
2: Sababa, but how do you? I didn't ask about Bibi though. <laughs>
1: no, I'm asking I mean, about the bus. It's either it's either you support Bibi and you're against Bennett, or you are against Bibi and, and, and I mean, so there is no middle way. I mean, either you, you are for Bibi, and then you are against Bennett, and you say he stole the elections, he did this, he did that. or you are for Bennett and, and you against. I mean, this is. Do
0: you not feel that Bennett? I want to get back to Bibi because I do really think it's a question of, it is a question of Netanyahu, but uh, do you not feel that Bennett stole the vote? Do you not think that simply the act of telling his supporters he wouldn't do X, Y, Z, which is was foundational to his platform, and then doing X, Y, Z, which is sitting with the Arab, Arab Party and uh, supporting Yair Lapid as a potential for prime minister and all of those things, you don't think that's backstabbing his voters?
1: I don't think he stole anything. I don't think he backstabbed anyone. I think that we got into a stage in the Israeli politics that whenever the uh, lips of a politician are moving, you know who is lying. And don't take whatever they are saying as is because it's declarations for elections ignore everything. Look at the situation and decide if the situation that exists makes sense and you want to support it or not. Now when I saw that Bibi was willing to sit with the uh, uh, with Islam party, the, the Muslim Brotherhood, and he was negotiating with them, whether in back channels or, 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 or himself, and when I saw that we are going the same way we did in the last 12 years that BB was in, uh, in power. And I saw an alternative. I said, we need to take the alternative. In When you play chess, sometimes you sacrifice a pawn in order to get a bishop or to get a queen or sometimes to win you, the
2: game. Sometimes you sacrifice the queen to save the king. I don't know. I don't play chess, but it sounds in, like in, something you would do. <laughs> in chess,
1: in chess, It It sounds like something you would do. No, no, it's an own rule in chess. You are sacrificing one in order to get the other. And once I made up my point, my my mind that Netanyahu cannot continue to do what he did in the in the last twelve years.
0: But there's a simple issue here that lying is bad, and and it's to me one of the fundamental. principles of life like you should not lie blatantly and he he just lied and you what you're saying bennett. is everybody's We're talking about li- bennett, yeah, bennett. you're saying everybody's lying we can't trust anybody but you're supporting
1: exactly. did, did did netanyahu lie to Gantz when they did the, the government together
0: yeah but he didn't lie to his voters you can lie to your enemy that's not that's okay so, it's the cooperation principle it's like if you want like you shouldn't lie to your to someone you're trying to cooperate with and someone who gives you your vote you,
1: you use the word lie which i strongly against because what i'm saying is if you're a politician you're running for election and you are saying to people, look, I promise you I will do that. But then two weeks later, you see the results. And there is no way in hell you can do whatever you promised. You have to choose an alternative.
2: Bennett didn't promise he, he will boycott Bibi, unlike others. Right. He never promised that. Because he said he will sit with Bibi. He did
1: No, he didn't say he will sit with Bibi. He didn't say he will. He didn't say he won't. He said he will not sit with Lapid. He said he will not sit yeah. with this.
2: He no, never boycotted Bibi.
1: I, I, guys, I'm agreeing with you politicians say things they don't mean and they say things that will not happen and they say things which are not true i agree with you but eventually i'm looking at the situation and i'm asking what is the best path going forward for israel sitting
2: with ram is the best path though i mean those this do, is, do, do, this do, is do, the wait.
1: sacrifice of the pawn
2: are the Ram in your opinion are ram terror supporters they are okay
1: but they are not again they are not supporters actively they are supporters in the view that they have and they are supporters in in an in indirect in indirect way but i'm not i do not want to def- to defend ram because i'm i'm absolutely 100% against them but i don't know how to say it in english but in israel whenever you go to election you have to decide between nevela and between trifa mm-hmm. the I bad hope, and the worst i think the the it's the, it's it's words that that orthodox jews will understand yeah. very good it's it's you have to decide between the 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 very bad and the and the very 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 bad and what happens is that you don't eventually if you want to live here and if you want to 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 do things here and if you want the country to pro- to 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 progress and and you have to choose an option between one and between two i think that what bennett did he chose the best option that he could have done even though he had to compromise with promises that he made during the election pro- the progress and and we cannot do it Otherwise, we had 12 years with Bibi. Bibi released in the Shalit deal. 1,020 true terrorists. Among them, three terrorists which were sentenced to 17 uh, uh, periods of life in prison for direct responsibility to the attack that killed my son. And what he did was not a logic in any way. Way and he did it only because of political reasons. Because in 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 two thousand eleven there was a big protest protest here in Tel Aviv and and he wanted to make it go away and he decided that he is doing the deal. I want to, to remind Chalit, you to release people who don't Gilad Shalit, the, the soldier that was captured at, and and was kidnapped to to Gaza, and it was it was. Uh, a bone in his in his throat and he had to, to, to get rid of it. And I want to remind you that for a lesser price, Olmert, who was the prime minister before him, did not agree to do that because he understood the implication. And this is, again, a, a, another a, a point or, or another thing that Netanyahu that did for political reasons and not looking at the consequences and how it will affect Israel in the long run. And for that, I'm saying whatever Bennett is doing, whatever he's doing, it's worth the price. But I,
2: I, I have to say, I, I, I really appreciate, I feel like you're very honest with us and I think it's, it's important. I, I really appreciate it. You, you're not evading the direct questions. But I feel like a, a, um, a gap and that's the gap, which, okay, you are saying that I'm with Bennett. He did what he could, and I, I hate Ram, but it is what it is. Okay, that's the given situation. But if you accept that reality, I don't see how you can act surprised or come with any expectations to the current government when it comes to do actions. Because let's be honest, that some of the terrorists they probably voted for Rahm. So, and, 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 you know, so how can you expect Bennett to act against people who are being represented in his own government? You know what I'm saying? Does I it make do... any sense?
1: Absolutely. But again, I'm always looking on the alternative. I'm always looking on the alternative. I mean... I don't want to even to compare, but th- th- there was many years ago uh, a movie called uh, "Sophie's Choice." Yes. So eventually, what it comes comes down to two choices, mm-hmm. and they and, and 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 you have to choose one. You don't have a choice. You have a gun to your head, and you have to choose one. You have to choose one. So I mean, you can probably give a thousands of of reasons against and for each one of the choices but eventually as a person you have to make a choice and unfortunately here in israel the choices are always uh, bad and are always hard and are always painful but you have to make a choice and that was my choice
0: okay but my 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 worry is for you that uh distance makes the heart grow fonder and you thought you got rid of BB, but after a few years of a break, he's gonna come back with a vengeful popularity and be voted back in. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I mean, I wish I had more power, but all I can do is put one vote every <laughs> so many years and do my best. I'm, I'm again. Look, uh, soft that made me an activist in many many areas we are fighting we are talking we are convincing we are proposing laws to laws to lawmakers we are trying to do whatever we can to to uh, improve the situation and protect our living children but as politics goes i have only one vote to put in the uh, in the box every so many years how many,
0: just so we end on kind of maybe a positive note, how many uh, brothers and
1: sisters does Asaf have? Asaf was uh, our uh, middle uh, kid when he was uh, killed. Uh, he had uh, an older brother who was at that time a soldier in the army. And he had a smaller brother who was six years old then. And two and a half years after Asaf uh, died, uh I'm saying by grace of God and technology, we uh, managed to have uh, another, uh, another son. Um, so I have uh, four sons, uh, three of them are with us uh, today. And uh, this year or this period was very moving for us because the kid that was born after Asaf was killed is exactly at the same place where Asaf was. He is uh, in the eleventh grade. He is—he's uh, almost seventeen years old. He was actually born on the fourth of July, and uh, he will be—he will be seventeen uh, years. What's his name? Eitan, and he was—he was—he will—he will—he uh, will be seventeen. And and the last memorial that we had just now on March fifth, uh, which was the nineteen—the uh, nineteenth uh, um, anniversary of the the death of Asaf, I said, look. Asaf got to March 5th when he was an 11th grader and didn't manage to continue. You, tomorrow, will pass him. You will be in the 11th grade on the 6th of March on the day that Asaf did not get to. And just in a couple of uh, of, uh, of weeks, Asaf was supposed to be, uh, Asaf's birthday was April 27, which is just in a few days and uh and he was supposed to be seventeen. he didn't get there, and I said, "You will be seventeen. you will be seventeen in just a few weeks and uh I don't know it's a touching moment to see to see how this kid that was born after uh, Asaf died and never met him and knows about him only from uh, pictures in our stories is now bigger than him and older than him and uh will continue can
2: can you tell us like one vivid beautiful memory you have uh you and Asaf
1: well asaf was uh asaf was uh, uh, very very special um i i'm i'm we 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 traveled a lot we lived abroad for a period and um and we we had uh beautiful times uh you know uh, together uh, but one one of those uh, vivid moments that I want to 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 say is 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 uh, when we were uh, my two sons at the time and me were in the kitchen and uh, my older one is uh he's a cautious one he's very serious he's, and uh they had an argument, those two, if uh, they can jump from the table to the floor. They were like, I don't know, five years old, three years old, they were very small. And uh, and the, the, my older son, he said to Asaf, I think we can do it, but you should try first. And Asaf, he was, he was fearless. fearless. Absolutely fearless. So as a three-year-old, just climbed the table, and before I even managed to, 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 to take out a word, he jumped down and uh, just to look the to look the smile on his face. You know, after doing that was was amazing. So, and he was like that. He was he was trying anything. I'm always saying that uh, Asaf lived his life like he knew something. I cannot explain it, but he lived his life like he knew that he will not get to be a grown-up person. And as a child, he he did whatever he could, you know, to challenge himself and to and and he was doing every everything, you know, bikes and uh, and skateboard and uh, wave surfing and and whatever he could, you know, to take advantage of the time and to take the maximum out of life and. Uh,
2: What can be said?
1: May
0: his uh, memory be a blessing and may live on through those memories.
2: Thank you so much. For coming and sharing. Yeah, we really appreciate it.
0: Uh, And and how can people kind of learn more about Asaf and maybe uh, help with uh, your endeavors?
1: We have a small website. Um, Asaf uh, had a nickname called Blondie and... uh, I uh I've put together a small website which is uh which is www.blondiblondi.co.il and um, there you can see just pictures photos read a little bit it's a bilingual uh, site english and hebrew and uh, you can even you know click and uh, write to me if you want to
2: You do lectures, like you do Zoom events, you do...
1: Well, not Zoom events, but yeah, we talk to uh, groups. Um, Can
2: people reach out for a lecture by you is what I'm asking. They can, they can. Communities and...
1: We we lecture to to young people. We uh, sometimes bring groups to the cemetery. Uh, In Haifa, it's a unique uh, thing in Israel. We have a plot in the cemetery, which is only terror victims. So it's more impressive than, you know, like when you see one here, one there. And we bring groups there and we talk to them and explain to them and answer questions. So, uh, yeah, it can be reached through the website.
2: Okay. Thank you so much for coming. You'll really thank you. Thank you,
0: really you. Thank you very really much.
2: Touching. Really touching. Thanks. And uh, guys, thanks for listening. Thank see you for listening.
0: One. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.